Bilal Sunyar Lee wrote this song. It's called Whirlwind. Welcome to the Seeds of Revolution, Daughters Daughters of the the Whirlwind Whirlwind. podcast. The revolution is live. I'm Dr. Asante Wasuni Ali. Let me correct that. I'm Dr. Asante Wafulani Suni Ali. Let me represent my mama up in here and um, I am a scholar and professor of Africana studies I teach at Kent State University Um, I am also creator director of the seeds of revolution documentary 
and research series where we examine black people, African people, wherever we are in the world, and our strategies and tactics as we move toward African liberation. And so I'll stop there and allow my sisters, my beautiful podcast co-hosts here to introduce themselves. Okay, I am Princess Madaya Efuata Yisrael. I am a wife, a mother. I am administrator of our land. Um, I am a farmer, a gardener, and <laughs> I am presently working on building a community out in Sparta, Georgia, um, where we are building a tactical field, a campground, a spa retreat, a holistic health institute named after Ia Fulani, Suni Ali, and Dr. Matulu Shakur. I am the, um, as I said, Princess Madaya, meaning that I am the princess of my community. So I'm the head in charge. <laughs> <laughs> the HPIC head princess in charge. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> How do I go after this? <laughs> the HPIC? <laughs> My name is Aisha T. Obafemi. I am a daughter, a sister, a mother, an aunt a cousin, a friend, a mentor, an entertainment executive, a marketing executive. I'm a producer, I'm an author, I'm a TEDx talker. I am many things. <laughs> but one of the things that I'm most proud of is that I am the big sister of Dr. Asantewa and Princess Madaya. So I'm blessed and thankful to be sitting here with them today. Yes. yes, yes, yes. I don't think I said I'm a daughter, so our father is in the studio. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes. And I saw him mouthing over there. Daughter, daughter. <laughs> I didn't even see that. See, so I'm a, you know, you know, I'm a daughter. You know, we here. I'm a daughter, too. And he's, a daughter a, too. he's a forever teacher. Right. Forever teacher and corrector. <laughs> if you yes. do something wrong. In the right. most gentle way, though. Always. Yes. And loving. So loving. We love you, <laughs> Daddy. And then also <laughs> wanted to just mention, we are the daughters of Iafulani Sunyali, Baba Ahmed Obafemi, and Baba Bilal Sunyali. That's okay. right. And there's a few others. But. So we opened up with the song Whirlwind, which was sang by our mother, Iafulani Sunyali. She sang it so beautifully. Mm -hmm. But the, the lyrics were actually written by our Baba Bilal Sunyali. You know, we're also honoring our mother's birthday. So this year would have been her 75th birthday. Yes. And, um, and I said while we're talking about language, because I was thinking about Faraha Kuziliwa, and I was also thinking about the fact that we sang it completely different <laughs> when we lived in New Orleans. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it was like the reverse. So Kuzaliwa yeah. Faraha mm -hmm. versus yeah. Faraha Kuzaliwa yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, so we want to say Faraha Kuzaliwa, Kuzaliwa Faraha to our mama. Happy yes. birthday, mommy. Happy, happy mommy. birthday, mommy. Happy heavenly birthday. 
75 years ago, you, you know, yeah, you, you graced the earth with your your presence. presence. Yes, yes, yes. So I think we'll segue over to talking about some of the lessons, you know, lessons that she taught us. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Iafalani taught taught me <laughs> or taught us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So, who who wants to the oldest start? Wow. The eldest. The eldest. <laughs> Especially she's the elder. Um, you got taught first, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. I know that. Uh, don't ever think that she's not listening, oh, yeah. <laughs> and that she doesn't hear everything because mm-hmm. she does. Mm-hmm. Um. Iafalani taught me to always look people in the eye. Iafalani taught me not to fear anybody, especially mm-hmm. any man or woman. Mm-hmm. Um, fear only fear itself, mm-hmm. but know who you are. I was taught to always be proud of who I am um, and the things that I was taught as a child and that I would say people were very surprised and they would say who told you that <laughs> my mother like my mama did. you know she didn't talk to us like we were children we were children but she talked to us as if we were people and made sure that we understood And also, one of the major things that I remember all the time is that she told us, never be afraid to ask questions. Mm -hmm. That's true. No matter who Mm -hmm. you're asking a question of. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that she said, because when she grew up and growing up and going to Catholic school, Mm -hmm. they were told not to ask the nuns anything. And so mommy would get in trouble a lot that they called grandma a lot because... She asked questions. Mm. Well, she would say, that doesn't sound right. Mm -hmm. And they'd call her mother. Grandma would go. And she'd tell them, yeah, I told her that. I told her to ask questions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know that was something that she wanted to instill in us. And and she did. And made sure that we always felt comfortable asking questions and having those conversations about any and everything within the household with our parents. You know, family meetings. Um, <laughs> we didn't always want to have them, but they well, were good, we, right? Yeah, they were. Yeah, in yeah. retrospect, you know, they were good. <laughs> I, I look back and I, yeah. I'm I mean, so grateful for those family. We do them. We do them now yeah, with our families. Yeah. We do. So, um, carrying on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, carrying on the traditions of mommy, grandma, aunties, all the grandmas and the aunties. You know who came before us, and who are the reasons why we are here today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, for sure. Well, um, lessons that mommy taught me. One of the biggest lessons I would say, um, along with everything my sister Aisha said, is never be afraid to stand for what you believe in. Um, I, I have many stories of being in school, and like my mother, I would ask questions or correct the teacher respectfully. (laughs) (laughs) And the teachers would get upset and my mother would come up there and 
like her mother, let them know, hey, I taught my daughter this and she has a right to ask questions and to correct you respectfully, especially if she's understanding that, you know, what you're saying or how you're saying it may be incorrect. Um, another thing she taught me was about discipline. Um, her discipline was magnificent. <laughs> like, <laughs> when I hear the stories of just how when the, I mean, when we were raided or when they were doing security, you know, one thing that everybody always says is they talk about Falani's strength and her discipline in maintaining order. You know, um, the other day I was talking to Uncle Matulu and he actually talked about how if you came if you came in this time for workout like time for training and you wasn't dressed for training mommy would be like you're not ready and tell mm-hmm. them to go home you know and he was like her discipline and her tenacity to you know be correct um not correct as trying to be the boss but correct and for us to maintain that order. Because we were always taught too that if there's an order given and we're in front of the enemy and one person doesn't follow that order, we could be annihilated mm-hmm. just that quick. Mm-hmm. So that that's another thing that, you know, I take with me, I carry with me, and I even tell my children, like we're when we're out and I say something, mm-hmm. it needs to be done. Not a a pause or a why or just do it because obviously there's something that I'm preventing or protecting you from. Right. So mm-hmm. I, you know, um, that's, yeah, that's some of the things my mother taught me mm-hmm. and um, that I, as a mother, teach to my children, my sons and my daughters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I tell my five-year-old that stuff right now. Like, I know mm-hmm. that sometimes she's looking at me like, Mommy, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but I tell her, like, mm-hmm. Because I want her to go ahead and internalize that message right good and now. Like, Mm -hmm. if you are not following suit, if you're not paying attention, following directions, it could be a matter of life and death. Like, it really can be. Um, So, yes, I I carry that on from mommy as well. So I made a, a list of a couple of things. (laughs) Of course you did. Of course I did. (laughs) So uh, diplomacy. Like, Ia Falani was one of the most diplomatic people, um, you know, that I know. And I really feel like I model a lot of my diplomacy, you know, um, after her. (laughs) And, and hey, Baba Bilal, if you were here, this ma'am, tell you, always on point. Let me see it again because I want to read it. So Baba Bilal is showing us his shirt. It says, The Art of Citizen Diplomacy. I don't know what the rest of the shirt is about, but, (laughs) you know, we're, uh, you know, right on point here in terms of talking about the importance of diplomacy, because I would watch my mother in all kinds of situations, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to, um, you know, keep calm, Mm -hmm. um, be attentive, be um, very observant, um, focused, right? She had this laser sharp focus like so many things could be happening around her Mm -hmm. and she was able to really kind of hone in be present and know exactly how it is she should be moving based Mm -hmm. on her environment Mm -hmm. and I would watch that I would watch her so much in awe 
um, even as a young girl and as I've, you know, gotten older, <laughs> I've come to appreciate it and and really kind of understand the multifaceted kind of nature of what she was doing, like what mm -hmm. she was actively doing in those moments um, where, you know, if you didn't have eyes to see, you would just think that she's just sitting there. Right. But no, Iofalani is working. Yeah. Like that brain is working. She's active. Mm -hmm. She's processing and she's figuring out, like, what does this moment need? Right. <laughs> what do these people need? Mm -hmm. You know, and how am I going to kind of rise to the occasion? Mm -hmm. um, and so resilience is another word. And Afua, oh, you yes. spoke to this too, like mm -hmm. just being able to endure so much. So you know, and I know we're not doing like birth stories and stuff today, but just in thinking about, you know, my own birth story, mm -hmm. you know, and the fact that she was on the run, you know, um, in political exile and also incarcerated, you know, while pregnant, mm -hmm. you know, like I've been pregnant twice now <laughs> and I can't imagine, you know, like just mm -hmm. working you know, would be tiresome right. for me. Having right. a job, right. <laughs> you know, um, doing a little workout, like right. those things, you know, became a bit of a challenge, but to be in the hands of the system. Right, to be on you the know, run. Right, and to be in a correctional facility, right. um, to also be mourning the death of, you know, your comrades yep. who had been taken out or who were also in exile or yep. imprisoned. And so not just, only just... Sorry, but not only yeah. just being on the run pregnant, but being on the run with four other children. With other children. In a foreign country. Right. Without, with your husband being incarcerated and you doing your best to protect them, mm -hmm. that's resilience. Like that Sometimes resilience. I think about all the things I've gone through, and then I'm like, mm -hmm. I can't even compare it to the things mm -hmm. that my mother has mm -hmm. gone through. Mm -hmm. But just just to know that she was able to keep her head high and keep her sanity mm -hmm. so that her small children and her baby in her belly survived it. Right. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. That's Very. resilience. Mm -hmm. And not just survived it, but like yeah. she poured into us yes. so that we would be thriving out here, exactly. yes. you know, and not just kind of like hanging on by right. a thread. We not just scarred from right. it. Right. Not just, you know, there's some scar tissue. Yeah, but I'm know, saying we, we don't. don't we and don't we'll talk about that. Scar, that yeah. You know, we don't carry the scar that it it has impeded our growth. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? She fed us through those times so that we could grow through mm -hmm. the pain and mm -hmm. not let the pain suffocate us from right. growing and not become the pain, yes. right. not become the scar. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. But knowing that, okay, yes, they're there. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's but not who we are. Right. It's not exactly. our identity. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Respect is another word. Um, mm -hmm. She had a tremendous amount of respect for, for human beings. Yes. You know, and I think because of, you know, the way that she carried herself, like I talked about that diplomacy, that resilience, everybody respected her. Yes. <laughs> like she demanded respect. respect. Like if she walked in a room, <laughs> people knew. Like yeah. they assumed the position. Like yes. there's a general in, in the exactly. room right now. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a woman, yeah, a person <laughs> that's worthy of your attention. Yes. You know, and, and your respect. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and so she commanded that. And not in any kind of arrogant way. Right. You know, humbly. it was just, yeah, she mm -hmm. humbly, right? Mm -hmm. And I think 
a lot of times people were kind of in awe. Like, who yeah. is this? Right. Who, right. who is she? Yes. Right. Yeah. That's Queen Nandi, y'all. Yes. That's Ia yeah. Fulani. And the key thing, thing, too, whether they liked her or not, they respected her. They had Come to. Because on the one thing, <laughs> say that. <laughs> because the one thing, too, she knew when someone didn't like her, mm-hmm. but she didn't flaunt that in front of them. She still held who she was. That diplomacy. And mm-hmm. because of that, they had to respect her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And that's something that I I know I've learned because there's people that don't like me, but when I walk really? amongst them, they're <laughs> you? like, yeah, this, you know. There's folks out there that don't like the princess. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? I, I don't What's even know why. To, I, try I mean, to, I think we all have I'm not going to call out I know there's names, plenty of people uh, who don't yeah, like me. But it's they cool. respect you mm-hmm. because you carry yourself Every, everyone, in that manner. Everyone likes me, so. Yeah, I, we, I, we I, I can't relate, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but yeah um, empathy. Yes. You know, like our mother was a spiritual healer. Yes, she was. You know, doctor. So some folks referred to her as, as Dr. Fulani mm-hmm. or, yeah. or Dr. Sunyali. Mm-hmm. And um, she was a spiritual healer. And so she had that ability, again, to kind of tap into people's needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, people would come to her, of course, you know, for spiritual guidance, for readings. Yes just straight up advice right. you know i didn't say it earlier but you know i'm also a mentor of a fool of mentors people aisha did mention the fact that she mentors people so these mm-hmm. are things that again you know we she modeled for us and mm-hmm. we watched her do yes. you know mm-hmm. even people that we revered in the community yes her peers yes. <laughs> she would be mentoring her own peers right. um and so she had this this empathy about her where she was able to really kind of understand um, and kind of get on the level of yeah. the different people around her. Mm-hmm. It was like um, no judgment zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, people felt comfortable talking to her mm-hmm. about things because she didn't make them feel bad, you know, mm-hmm. for these decisions or different things. She treated everybody with respect and helped with whatever they needed when they would come to her with those problems and mm-hmm. questions and things. Yes. Mm-hmm. She was mother to a lot of people. Yes, she definitely was mama to the world, mm-hmm. to our friends, yeah. <laughs> extended community. Um, and then the other two words that I wrote down, um, actually there's three if I'm going to be accurate. So serious, she's a very serious oh, yeah. woman. Oh. Um, <laughs> don't play with her. Don't play, don't with, play with her don't and play don't play with, with anybody around her. Right. That, don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't, don't play with her children. Don't play with her husband. Okay. Right. Not, Not Baba Bilal. <laughs> I was about to say your nickname that she had for you, but I ain't going to do that. Well, I did. Because that ain't everybody. <laughs> nah, it's another one. Uh, oh, I know. Yeah, another we're not going to do that one. No. <laughs> Look, Daddy just winked. He I said, know. yeah, that's right. That's right. I taught y'all well. I taught y'all well. Security. And that that's my last one, yeah. too. Security conscious. That was yes. a security conscious one. Fool spoke to it a little bit earlier, yeah. but um, Ifalani she taught you how to read a room. Mm-hmm. And again, like I know we're saying Ifalani taught us these things, but it wasn't her always sitting us down and saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. this is how you read a room, daughter." Right. It was more of her just doing, doing, it. doing it. Yep, leading by example. Yes. You know, and 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 being on point mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. You know, if we at Kroger. For All real, the time. she had security. Co- it did exactly. not matter. Yeah, you yeah. know, if I'm getting out the car, lock your door. Yes. Yeah, 
You know, look around. Look around. If somebody is approaching the vehicle, this is Mm -hmm. how you want to position yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, so that you're prepared because you don't know what may happen. Always back into the parking spot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just different things. And watch people. Yeah. Watch who's watching you. Right. Because they're watching you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. You know, look at people's hands. Like, I started just studying my surroundings mm-hmm. like on a very intricate you know level mm-hmm. yes. because i saw her doing that and and as an adult i'm recognizing that oh yeah my environment and the people around me is telling me a lot it yeah yep. and once again it's telling me you know just as she did how how i need to be moving mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah and i think in that too we teach our friends and the people around yes. us like people look at them like what are you doing right you know <laughs> what's happening what's wrong nothing right just observing Mm -hmm. even the small things do Mm -hmm. y'all remember the rule of being in a hotel room what do you do when you leave your hotel room you turn your tv on yes Mm -hmm. you put your do not disturb sign so they think somebody is in the room room. Mm -hmm. like so i do that and the people like what you doing oh yeah hold on just yeah now Turn folks it up. Gonna know. Now folks gonna know. There's somebody in <laughs> there. Somebody, There's somebody nope. in there. Everybody needs to do it. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. all. You should do it. it. Yeah. That's a you know. Security. Yeah. One thing I want to <laughs> to talk about when you said seriousness. <laughs> Remember, mommy, when it was time to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that's when she really got. You be playing. She be like, I said. Mm-hmm. Go to bed. Even as adults, when I became an yeah. adult and I didn't live at home anymore and I was in New York, went back home to New York mm-hmm. and then came back to Atlanta <laughs> and we were in the house yeah. doing our movies, how we oh, do yeah. our movie mm-hmm. quotes. Yeah. Movie lines. Doing, yeah, yeah. Color purple. Yeah. Go to bed. All of you. Go to bed. <laughs> it's 1 a.m. Yeah. Go to bed. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, I'm grown. Too, right? I don't care. Go to bed. Right. <laughs> I need my time. Right. Y'all messing up my time. Because that was, I'm telling you, that woman did so much right. in a given day with her 24 yeah. hours. Yes. Right. So. And we'd be up laughing. Mm-hmm. Tired. But laughing. And, and like, then she'd look at us. my downtime now. Yeah, and then we would try it with her. Try joking with her. Right. She looked oh, at right. us like this. Oh, she yeah. Said, go to bed. <laughs> oh, okay. Smile. Get a look. She would have done great on those, you know, how they do those little jokes with yeah. <laughs> See, who, see how, how fast she can Who can hold the serious face? She would have won she millions won. of dollars. Oh, every she time. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She's like, no, I'm not going to cave. You're not going to get all. me. At all. And then the other time she was serious when she was eating her food. Do not. Oh. And don't ask her for Don't none. ask for Don't none. ask for none of it. If you even reach, <laughs> you're going to get your hand popped. Hand popped. <laughs> I don't care how old you are. Right. You're getting your hand popped, all right? <laughs> or fuck to your hand. Don't touch this hummus. <laughs> don't. Or touch my hummus or and tabbouleh. Or, or her chicken wings. <laughs> and my, but and she my definitely my wanted whatever we had. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, we could share it. <laughs> I'll take a taste. Right. <laughs> I miss my mommy. Yes. <laughs> yep. 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 Oh, she was yep, definitely there. Yeah. We should have had so we don't have any um three musketeers. Or a Pepsi. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> but three musketeers or <laughs> uh, what's the other thing she liked? Um the, the other the candy. Baby Ruth. Yes. Yes, the baby oh, room. Yeah, baby room. Yeah. She must have got that from Elijah. Uh, she she probably Elijah loved him some. Yeah. Bar with candy. Yeah. Yes. We were going to the bring me a, <laughs> a bar, bar of candy. candy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who, who are you, dude? Like, where are you from? Like, a bar of candy. In, in any kind. You like what? As long as it had peanuts or peanut butter in it. Right. Oh, he yeah. He was fine. That yes. was it for him. 
Yep. Chocolate. Yes. That's yep. daddy. Chocolate. Yeah, daddy's the in the store. back. Well, yes. you know, mommy loved the chocolate. Yes. She said she ate chocolate cake every day she was pregnant with me. Wow. Oh, okay. That's why I love chocolate. So oh, that's why you chocolate. That makes sense. Okay, got it. Because I... You silly. <laughs> <laughs> you are so silly. I didn't even get that. <laughs> That's why you chocolate. Oh. <laughs> Fuata, ladies and gentlemen. I'll bow to that. She's here all week. I didn't know she passed that down. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's a weakness. Yes. The chocolate. Yeah. So, what are y'all like most excited about for this podcast? Oh. Um, I'm most excited about the fact that now we can talk about not everything, but things. <laughs> right. Still going to be security kind. <laughs> yes, we are. But growing up the way we did with being tight lipped, you know, <laughs> closed mouth about things, you know, that mm-hmm. some of my friends now are like, I had no idea. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I know. you know, um, those things, you know, being in high school, you know, in 1981, when, you know, the Brinks incident happened and then the raid and, you know, I was arrested and all of those things. That's a time where, you know, a child needs their parents, and mm-hmm. especially, you know, a mother as a young black girl in high school mm-hmm. is trying to make sure, you know, you're staying on the right path. So, you know, kudos to our parents and mommy, especially because I never had to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't a, a a thing. You know, I, I always say that they prepared us for what was to come and the conversations. And I remember us having a conversation in the backyard in New Orleans East in, you know, 1981 before mm-hmm. the arrest happened, mm-hmm. um, you know, about things. So when you're growing up and being taught certain ways and your parents aren't talking to you as though you're a baby, but talking to you and giving mm-hmm. you information and making sure you're educated and you understand, okay. overstand what's happening, mm-hmm. that, you know, makes all the difference because, you know, I could have went crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could have been like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You know, I lived without my parents for most of high school. We lived mm-hmm. together again right before I started 12th grade. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's that time, that molding time, but thankfully, you know, the people who were surrounding me, you know, the support system we had, including, mm-hmm. you know, our immediate family and those people who stepped in, mm-hmm. you know, extended family to help care for us and, you know, allowed us to live with them. We lived in different places yeah. for so many years, you know, that we didn't live together yeah. as siblings. So that was, you know, something that it's interesting to think about. And when I step back and really think about it and think about, you know, how it could have turned out different for all of us, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a blessing that we are here, we're strong, and we're able to share the stories of what happened mm-hmm. and the different reasons why things happen, but also, you know, it helped to make us strong. Yes. Mm-hmm. Stronger. Um, and it's allowed us to live our lives in such a way that people are in awe and they're like, wow, with everything you guys mm-hmm. went through and, you know, 
I'm surprised this or I'm surprised yeah. that. I'm not surprised mm -hmm. because we are who we are and everybody, you know, and we don't I think know respects no that. Other way. <laughs> True. Right. That's the thing True. too. Like, I wouldn't have it any yeah. other way. Yeah. Like even the moving, mm -hmm. yeah. living in so many, when people ask me, where do you live? Where are you from? I'm like, okay, I was born right. here. I'm from here. Right. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, but I lived here but for we lived, Yeah. <laughs> and, uh -huh. and then, yeah, New Orleans, yeah. you know, is the second home we, to me because I feel like that's what raised me, yes. you know, mm -hmm. being yeah. there. That was, you know, middle school, high school, mm -hmm. first year college, you know, so it's like, that's the place, mm -hmm. you know, that's the place that, that feels like home. home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Safe. Yeah. And then no matter where we were, like we mm -hmm. always had this kind of worldly, um, or I guess worldwide kind of cultural orientation, yeah. you know, to, yeah. to life. And mm -hmm. so even no matter where we were, we had folks around us from, all over the globe right you know all those different perspectives mm -hmm. that were you know helping to kind of like give us understanding about life and our experiences yeah. yes and letting us know that it's not just about <laughs> these little little mm -hmm. states mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. north america it's like right. you can go everywhere mm -hmm. be everywhere because our parents did it yeah. mm -hmm. so by them having that love of travel that helped to us. open us up yeah. mm -hmm. to all of that and uh, you know how much I love to travel. Yes, I was about to say, oh, yeah. my yes. husband says all the time, he was like, every time I talk to you or somebody in your family, you're always on the go. He's like, y'all have to <laughs> do always something. Always on the run. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think that comes from that too. Cause he's like, why Definitely. are y'all always moving? And you know, as of course, as an adult, I look at it now like, well, it was part of our rearing. We we had to always move. So a lot of times, yeah. it's not that we're running from something, but it's like, okay, <laughs> there's more to see than yeah, just right. this moment. There's right. more to do than just right here. Mm -hmm. You know where we're based at. Mm -hmm. It's so much more to do. Mm -hmm. Right on the move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're global citizens. Like exactly. we, really we are. are. Yeah. yeah. Trailblazers. Well, you know, I like to go. I'm gone all the time now. Yes, you are. <laughs> Like, oh, That's what happens when your children well, she's grow here up. for one night. I yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't wait. Right? <laughs> it's no, amazing. Just on that, before we um, switch subjects here, mm -hmm. I was thinking about just the fact that we would travel with mommy and daddy, like Everywhere. wherever they, like if they had to work. Yep. You know, like my first time traveling outside the country, you know, to yep. Cuba mm -hmm. was with you know, mommy. my mommy was doing spiritual work, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, um, or even, you know, daddy, you know, would work the jazz and heritage festival yep. in New Orleans. And we'd be in the van right under something. <laughs> And we would hop in that brown can. <laughs> right, what, what do we say? <laughs> Security. <laughs> Security. <laughs> But yeah, we would they jump in that we, van and we would just be on the road. Yes. Like wherever, you know, our parents had to go, whether it was to make money, whether it was to attend, you know, New African yep. Nation Day yep. or some important meeting or whatever mm -hmm. it was. Well, every summer we were on the road. Like, oh, I don't even know. We would be gone. Every summer. Every and summer also they drop us in New York. Winter yes. break, too. <laughs> yeah, winter you know, break. Winter, every yes. break. Every break. And we would we be bringing Kwanzaa to our family. Yep. So that was another part, too. It was like, yeah. you know, you all, and I'm looking at daddy now like y'all were not just you know out here building you know the liberation movement and being activists for 
people that you didn't know, you were also doing it within our own, you know, family structures too. Mm, yes. Like, okay, yep, let's bring Kwanzaa to grandma's house. Right. You know, because they're not celebrating Kwanzaa. So let's go and, you know, celebrate that there and introduce that. And Yes. Yeah. I was even thinking about the fact that school was decentered, you know. Yes. Um, we, school was not like the center of our world or our universe or once again like it wasn't our identity mm-hmm. like our parents weren't like oh you know you have to be in school so we can't go take this trip right i remember <laughs> i remember oh, y'all yeah. i remember y'all writing letters <laughs> right to my teacher as a matter of fact i looked forward to it yep. every yep. spring it was gonna be a letter written to the teacher mm-hmm. saying hey my parents, you know, are traveling and we would be gone for about two weeks. Yes. So they would make me pack it. Yep. You know, that I would have to do on the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and again in thinking about lessons, you know, well, we had what lessons our parents anyway. taught us. Exactly. Right. We did like that actually school work. Yes. Yeah. That taught me now to to not take education is one thing. School and day schools is a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. Me and daddy had a long conversation about yes. this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's helping me now to, you know, kind of decenter school, mm-hmm. you know, in, in my daughter's life. She's only five. Um, but yeah, it's helping me to like understand that no, her education is much broader, than you this. know, than, yes. than this place. And these mm-hmm. places will have you thinking otherwise. Oh, they will. Right? In terms of how they treat your children, how they, you know, push grades and all these mm-hmm. other kind of things that are mm-hmm. just not important, you know, in the in the grand scheme of things in terms of rearing a child and, and helping a person to be a whole human being. Right. You know, and so talking I'm about schools, that. that just brings me to, um, that's part of the reason why, I'm doing or building the Holistic Institute out there on the land that we um, own now because it's a it's a learning institute for you to be able to learn holistic healing, holistic love, holistic patience, and it's going to be healing on all levels. And then it's also part of these the reason why I'm part owner of a school that we started two years ago because the education of you know what like he was explaining mommy was saying and daddy mommy and daddy taught us that that education doesn't just fit into the curriculum that they build for us we Mm -hmm. have to we have to rebuild these curriculums that fit our children individually Mm -hmm. and like the school that we do it's it's called works work-based learning Uh, it's a work-based learning school and then it's geared around let's say if uh, Amina Chan comes to the school and she says I want to be a dancer then her whole program from kindergarten to 12th grade will be geared to what what she wants to focus on not what America says curriculum should be Mm -hmm. you know and that's something that so many people want to you know they want to fit in that box so they're like no we if they don't get this grade or if they don't have this score then they're not going to be accepted but they're not going to be accepted if that is not what they desire. They're going to go to these schools and then they're not going to excel in the way that they really want to because it's not something that they thrive in, you know. Mm-hmm. And then on the other part is even if they excel, when they get out in the world, that's not even what they really want to do. So you've kind of, in so many ways, submerged their dream. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, it's a setup. Right. And it's then now setup. you're trying to figure out, now who do I become yeah. with right. what they gave me? I saw mm-hmm. something on social media maybe like two, three weeks ago where somebody was saying, like, from childhood to, to, to death. Mm-hmm. They were saying, okay, you're a child. 
they tell you to go to school. Mm-hmm. They teach you this stuff in school, and what they teach you in school is you need to go to school, get a degree, find a job, then you work, then you retire, <laughs> then you die. Then you die, right. It's like, it was like, you know, it was the way they did it. They yeah. did, you know, like with the images and yeah. stuff. It was sad. Yeah, it's like a program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a program. They, it's they, all they, set, they set us up mm-hmm. for it. Well, not us, because we don't follow mm-hmm. that program. Mm-hmm. But it's a program that they have set in this society. Mm-hmm. And then they put the pressures on you to do it. And people are like, oh, your child ain't in college? Right. I'm like, well, no. They chose another path. Right. And mm-hmm. their path is actually doing great for them. So I support that path. I, I've learned that it's not about what they say we're supposed to do it's really about you being in tune with who you are supposed to be you know and accepting the path that the creator gave you and not accepting the path that someone made up for you to follow right Mm -hmm. right and and being prepared like having that strength Mm -hmm. to fight back and resist you know when those messages you know come to you that Mm -hmm. no this is what it is you know, having that fortitude and that discipline. Yes. Yeah. You know, that Iafalani discipline. Yeah. Yes. And the support of your family. And the support and of your the family. Support. All of that matters. Yeah. You know, in order to live this life, to yeah. live the life of a revolutionary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like what you said, the support of the family. Like, one thing I will say in our family, because when I look at us, we all look alike, but we all have so many different facets of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we support each other regardless, you yeah. know? Like, people be like, oh, your family is okay with you being a Hebrew? I'm like, I mean, I don't know if it's okay. Uh, I don't know if Well, yeah, I told is. you it was okay, though. I, <laughs> I, like, remember when you I'm came like, to me and you yeah, got permission? Yeah, I did, yeah, I did. And I did, was I like, did, Taylor, yeah. can I be? Uh, and you was like, okay, I, I, was I, like, I yeah, can support that's that. okay with me. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, but that to me, like, when I tell people, me being who I am, I get the support from my family because that's who what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be who we are. And with being who we are, we're not putting a pressure on each one, any, any of each other, any of us, to be. I don't want Aisha to be who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't want Asante Watt to be who I am. I want them to be who they are. And then we support each other in whatever endeavors. Asante Watt going to be who I do. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> she the baby, so. She, she, she going to do what I say. <laughs> but, you know, just thinking about from supporting, you know, I can, I can remember when I was in high school and Chaka started doing his his uh, street team and stuff. And I didn't know, but he was like, come on, you come with me. And I just went along and did it. Like, Marketing out, and promoting. Yes, mar- <laughs> passing out lugs. Let's be clear. Then, I remember that. Yes, and then he was up here at WFG and I'd come up here and do stuff with him. And But it was, what? It was just the support. sound room. The sound room, yes. And it was just the support of being able to support each other, you know, and I think about just the different paths that we've all taken and how each one of us has stepped up to support one another, Um, even our children, Mm -hmm. you know, down to our children now, like just to see how they support one another is so beautiful Yeah, because Mm -hmm. they're cousins, but they act more like siblings. Mm -hmm. And it just shows that, the legacy that was brought to us from our parents and how we have continued it, even if it's not in the same way, it's still in, it's still embedded in us. So we have bred it into our children. So that support is is a hundred percent. You know, mm-hmm. everyone needs support to thrive. Definitely. And the way that you know this next generation supports us. Too. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Cal for real. Shout <laughs> right. out to Cal for real. 
My handsome nephew. Yeah. Yes, always there to support and document. Yes. So we give thanks for you too. Yep. And yeah. um, I don't know where she is. Yep. Yeah, she's, she's not out in and here. somewhere. In a teacher extraordinaire, yeah. big sister, big cousin. Yep. Shout out to all of them. All of them. All of them for helping to just keep the family, yeah, keep this legacy going, mm-hmm. you know. And that's what I look forward to in terms of this podcast. That's what I'm really excited about is that we get to share. Yes. You know, yes. Because we are a part of a dynamic family and extended community, mm-hmm. you know, of just really amazing people. Yes. You know, people that have changed the world, people that are continuing to just make waves, you know, mm-hmm. um, even, you know, within our our own siblings, you know, yeah. all of us respectively. Um, and, yeah, I'll say that about myself. Yeah, I'm making changes out here. Yes. <laughs> I'm Absolutely. proud of myself. I'm proud of all of you. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy to be able to share that mm-hmm. um, with the world because we've been talking about this for, for a, a long time. A while. And I don't know that we were using the language of podcast. No. But we have said on so many occasions, right. like, we got to, you know, we got to figure out. We have to tell our stories. Share these mm-hmm. stories. And we cannot wait for mm-hmm. other people to tell our stories because mm-hmm. right. they're not going to tell it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. going to tell it with a whole nother agenda. Yeah. Right. Right. Something so that our agenda. Yeah, yeah. Our agenda is about, you know, sharing the stories, mm-hmm. helping to educate folk. It's also a part of our healing, healing. process. Yes. Yeah. Right. To be able to, you know, release and be in community and in company with each other mm-hmm. to tell these stories and reflect and process mm-hmm. and make sense of, you know, our experiences so, yeah, I'm I'm looking yeah. forward to to all of that. Yeah, and I I guess I echo what my sisters have said is the sharing is what is the most beneficial part. You know, um, brother Wani could ask me like, so what are y'all podcasting about? And I was like, well, really, a lot of it is the questions that we get daily. You know, like how did it feel growing up this way, or how did you know? How long did were y'all on a run, or how long was this, and how do you feel now? And you know, a lot of times, I don't even have an answer for people because I've never kind of just sat and thought about it, contemplated, oh, how do I feel now? You know, it's just been so. This is just who we've been all our life. So it's like, eh, it's just, I feel fine. I mean, of course, there are some, like we said earlier, scars that definitely need healing and. As you both said, this is a process of that healing to be able to share and talk it out. Um, but I'm excited to be able to share and just be to be able to release. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> is that the end? No. Is that the, the end? end? <laughs> is it the end? <laughs> Oh Lord have oh. mercy. Go to bed. Go to bed. Daddy too. That was his thing. Yes. Sit on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on your hands. You acting Stand out on the wall. Oh my God. Stand on the wall. They had the most creative. I was getting ready to say our discipline. Yes. Yeah. I was like, yes. Or on discipline. My hands. Yeah. Rather than punishment. I didn't get a lot of that. Yeah, because <laughs> y'all was bad. <laughs> Oh Lord, we weren't bad. It was just a bunch of us, and we'd be in the cars for hours. Creative, <laughs> girl, and inquisitive. 
Oh, okay. Those are better words. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I describe my daughter. She's very well, inquisitive. That's why, because I did so many things too. Like, yeah, had I was all say, this. you had you had your moments of had my uh, being. Well, no, I'm just saying that you I had, had a lot of you're activities. You're lucky that we weren't here yet to see exactly. Because on we, one of these podcasts, we're gonna bring Daddy over here. Right. And I mean, I can tell some of the things about, but he will tell you. I was about a good when, child. You, when you crashed the van. Overall, I was. What it was wasn't a van; that? it was a car. Okay. It was. Dad, I was overall, right. a good child. All that money. I was overall a good child. Wasn't look at why she got to get huh? confirmation. See, he said, huh? He said, Daddy huh? said we're on air, so he'll let it fly. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. said all of y'all was good. Sure. Now, I don't know about all of them. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you were yeah, good. You're right, you're right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> For the podcast. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> nah, I'm just thankful we did this, and I look forward to our next episode. And Yeah, y'all be ready. Thanks. Y'all going to hear some great things. Yes. Some things you didn't tuned. know. Um, We're going to be, you know, educating mm-hmm. a lot of folks. Yes. And shout out to WRFG for opening up their studio to us. It's kind of full yes, circle for us. It is definitely full, full circle. circle. Yes. Our mother and our father started here as a radio radio host of their own show called What Good Is a Song? What which still it actually airs. Yes, it does. With different, um, I guess you could, what do you Different hosts. Host. host. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you there. With different hosts. But it's yep. still going on. Now, how long has it been, Daddy? What's this? 40? How many years? It ain't 30? 30? It's, it's younger than it's me. It's the longest running, longest running show, show. Well, on WRFG. I'm going to repeat that just right. in case folks didn't hear. They didn't him. hear that. It's the longest running public affairs show on, on WRFG. 89.3. And in the South. And yes. you might say in the world. And you might say in the world, <laughs> Baba Bilal said. Get that man a mic. Just get that man <laughs> a mic. Any program that has been on, uh, that has been on as long as, as we've been on, 35 years or wow. more. Wow. Um, yeah, I can't think of just how long it's been, but it's 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 been. And and so sometimes, you know, I, I, I tell people, it's the longest-running public affairs program mm-hmm. in existence, and it was started by Suleiman Mahdi, right? It was start, yeah. It was started by Suleiman El Mahdi, who who started three other programs at this radio station. Wow! He started Tune to Nature, mm. and he started the Labor Forum, okay. and they are still running. Wow! As sure. well, sure. yeah. That's legacy. That's all from. Our extended family and yes. revolutionary nationalists, new African revolutionary nationalists, creativity I say. brought I say. that brought that to this station. And That's here, why we're such a big part of this station. Absolutely, and here we are. I know, <laughs> full circle. Yeah, carrying and I on. Think we mentioned it earlier that our brother mm-hmm. and you know a few of his friends they had the sound room here. Yes. During his college years. Yes. In the nineties. It was it was <laughs> <laughs> yes. They brought hip hop. I mean yeah, I, I remember they brought hip-hop. all those artists yeah. here. I still mm-hmm. have the cards, Chaka's business yes. cards. It's mm-hmm. the, the sound room. With the guy with the headphones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Have it. Yeah, so we're we're very proud to be a part of this rich legacy. Yes. 
And to carry it forward. Mm-hmm. To carry it forward. Carry it on. Oh, now, oh, now they want to sing. <laughs> carry you see it on. You see what I'm talking about? You see what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, y'all, y'all will see a lot of this. You know? So, on that note, yes. we can end the first episode of the Seeds of Revolution, Daughters of the Whirlwind podcast. We thank you for tuning in. Be blessed.